This week on Florida's Fourth Estate, a father says strangers took his kid. Turns out he lied, but did he have a good reason? It's a tough situation. You, you got to feel for dad. Plus, a controversial arrest. An officer says a bicyclist ignored his commands and resisted arrest. We have the body cam. You make the call. But if he doesn't hear you, the wind's in our ears. We can barely hear anything, especially with all this stuff on. And this week's guest, a Florida meteorology icon, Chief Meteorologist Tom Sorrells cuts through the baloney on climate change. No state will be more affected than the Sunshine State. What we're doing now is that we're warming at a much more rapid rate, a much faster pace, and it appears to be man-made because we're the ones burning the carbon. Hi there and welcome to this edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. Ginger Gadsden still off, still dealing with her hip surgery. Man, she is crushing it. She's doing well. She is doing so well. She's ahead of schedule. Just saw her doctor today and he said, oh, really? wow, you are doing awesome. awesome. Now she's on a cane. Our man filling in today is Chief Meteorologist Tom Sorrells. Can I wave? Can you I can, wave? yes, you can absolutely wave. Pretend Hi. you're on a parade float, Tom. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, not only a weather guy, also one of the more intelligent people I've ever met. And I know you always laugh when I say this, but it's true. He does not forget facts and interesting figures. And one of the big things our station in Central Florida is talking about these days is called forecasting change. The climate does appear to be changing. To what degree, to how that will affect us in Florida is a very big deal. You it's and big I news. are going to have a discussion on that okay. as soon as we get through these uh, crazy Florida stories. Let's do it. Weird week, Tom. Uh, I've got to say this one story that came along really freaked us all out. This guy calls police, says, I ran in to get my keys real quick, and when I came back out, these random people were dragging my three-year-old into a car. I then followed him them for an hour and then lost them. So this seemed weird. This free, this is the kind of story that nightmares are made up of, right? Yeah, it sounds like a bad movie. Yeah, it sounds uh, like, take like it why would someone right in front of me. just take this child? Right. And those are always the stories we're a little bit skeptical of, but in the moment, it's just fear, like what's going on. So, and in the end, the little girl was found in Tallahassee by FHP troopers who did an amazing job. Turns out, though, we found out just the next day that the father hadn't been telling the entire truth and it, and it's a weird situation turns out the mother was the one with some other people who grabbed that child got her into the car and then started driving away and the dad told police that he didn't know who it was so that they would follow because he knew if he said it's the mother there's nothing they can do about it that's just a child with their mother who does not have custody and she was taking this child to texas let's listen to what police you could tell by this soundbite you're about to hear that this police officer is conflicted it's a tough situation. You, you got to feel for dad. He doesn't obviously has full custody of his daughter and he wants to um, keep custody of his daughter. He didn't want her to go to Texas. And, you know, sometimes people do things that maybe they shouldn't do. So dad has legal custody of the child. Mom does not. She's taking the child. The only way he can get police to stop this woman from taking his child to Texas is, is to, say to she's tell a lie. Wow. What do you do in that situation, Tom Sorrells? Because this isn't a clear black and white issue. It's not. It's a lot of gray, buddy. Yeah. It's a lot of gray. And I say this all the time. This is how people get really hurt. Because if you show up and take my kid, it's game on. Oh, yeah. Lord knows what I'm going to do. I'm not rational at that moment. Mm. Parents, pets, kids, you lose your mind. 
for don't sure. Don't you? Oh, yeah. That's what I have nightmares about. Oh, it drive you crazy. Yeah. Now, granted, he lied, but I wonder how much trouble he's in. I suppose maybe you might make him foot the bill for the yeah. manhunt. They might go, look, dude, you cost us thousands. Mm -hmm. We did this. We did that. And some judge somewhere might be after him a little bit and be angry with him. But I think most people are going to take the Matt Austin approach on this. Yeah. They're going to look at it and go, hmm. What would you do if you were your kid? I'd be lying through my stinking teeth. Right. I want my, my child back. back. Yeah. What I'm curious about, though, is does this mother now face any charges either? Are she going to be arrested? She is was she arrested. Away? We've seen her mug shot. Right. I don't know if they can really get her for kidnapping since it's her own kid. She, even does she doesn't have, have custody. custody. So it is possible. She should definitely have to face some consequences. But and you got to know that in the future, if she's going to file for custody, this is going to come up. That's going to look pretty bad because yeah. if she ever did get partial custody, she's not coming back with that kid. Right. So. Now, you and I are both blessed to stay married and we've never lost yeah. our marriages, never lost our children. But I know people who have fought over this and you're not supposed to take the kid out of the state, period. Mm -mm. If you if you moved here and you divorced here, then you got to stay here. That's how you lose custody right right there if you try to leave. Another, uh, this one's another gray area issue. I brought you in on a week where we have some <laughs> weird stuff going on. Okay, jeopardize my career by talking about explosive <laughs> yes, stories. Yes, I Thanks, want you man. to tell me exactly what you think. <laughs> this next one's weird, okay? okay? And you can see both sides of the story. So I want to show you some video here. It's from a dash camera of a Seminole County Sheriff's officer. Oh, here we go. He watches as these bikers run through a stop sign and just keeps on going. So then he... He, you'll, you'll see them right there go and then he follows dude. them and you can hear in the video uh, if you can hear the audio he's got his sirens on he's like hey pull over pull over and these bikers just keep on going you can see they're driving for a little while finally he manages to pull these guys over to the side of the road and they say dude we couldn't hear you one of them ends up getting arrested let's let's listen to how some of this went down I told you to stop. He kept on going. Yeah, but if he doesn't hear you, I have lights and sirens on. Right, but if he doesn't hear you, the wind's in our ears. We can barely hear anything, especially with all this stuff on. Yes, you know, once we did okay. hear you, we did pull over. Today's so. not the time for roadside jury. Okay. What was that? Today's not the day for roadside jury. Not the day for a roadside jury. And you can see the guy he had handcuffed who was arrested for resisting arrest, fleeing and eluding. I mean, these are serious charges. Yep. He had earbuds hanging out of his ears, so he probably couldn't hear. If he's listening to music, you've got the wind. This guy ends up getting taken to jail and he's facing charges. You can see from the cop's point of view, people weren't listening to him. They did run the stop sign. Tom? Okay, I'm all over the road on this because um, bicyclist, and I have friends who bicycle in packs like that. Mm -hmm. They do get abused on the road. People do yeah. pass them too closely. People do not respect them as members of the road. In turn, their reaction quite often is to become almost defiant or belligerent mm -hmm. and run in packs like that. And they do not stop for stop signs like they're supposed to. And it's kind of a game of you can't have it both ways. When you're bicycling like that and you're in a pack, you're supposed to still obey the road Law. You're still vulnerable. You're very vulnerable in your car, your, your vehicle. You're yeah. not supposed to be on the sidewalk. That's right. I ride my mountain bike on the sidewalks. If a cop wants to pull me over and give me a ticket for that, he can because yeah. I'm not supposed to be on the sidewalk. But I try it because I don't want to be on a popka violin with the traffic. Yeah. But you're, you're a vehicle, so you're supposed to stop at all stop signs, obey right of way, do everything by the rule of law. And those two dudes flat out ran that stop sign. So you can't have it both ways. Now, they were hauling tail with their their group they were way out in front mm -hmm. and they're competing and like we're blowing dad away we're having a great time yeah. and 
the police officer pulls up behind them and they, and they say the police officer said they made a hand gesture like waved at him i'm sure they're waving him past yeah like okay go ahead you don't have to right because when a, when a police officer is behind you you pull over like yeah get past me yeah because you don't think he's they pulling you thinking. over yeah they weren't thinking they were being pulled over my guess is and when they didn't stop it infuriated the police officer and you can tell on the video he was ticked he's annoyed oh, and he's it's a bit of a power thing and, and then he's surrounded and he's got all these people around him and he feels like at this point he's committed and, he and said, so not the day for a roadside jury yeah. fellas stop it now do i think it'll go to court i bet it gets mm-hmm. kicked out my yeah. guess is they do take care of it and uh, sheriff it's a seminal county officer right it is yeah and sheriff lima is not a bad dude mm-hmm. i mean you know him right yeah, yeah. i've met him on several occasions Seems his wife his kids they're very cool headed yeah yeah he's not the type to lose his cool with a, with anything like this but at the same time, the police officer was in a no-win situation when he got surrounded. Yeah, you can see it from both. I feel like both sides <clears throat> took it a little too far. Uh, Correct. And I, it seems like he could have given these guys a ticket and just not arrested the one. Or, the, other, the other question is, there was two guys who did the exact same thing, and what do you he arrested take them in? one of them, it's gonna be hard not the other one. So. It's going to be hard to press. I, this is one of those situations where I say, thank God it didn't escalate anymore. Yes. Nobody got hurt, mm-hmm. and we have the body cam. Which is fantastic. So often they go, oh, the body cam wasn't working. Yeah. Dude, you didn't turn that on, <laughs> did you? You screwed up again. We or this time. Erase or something yeah. goes wrong. But not this time. Yeah. They're, they're playing it straight. They from, got it. From here, they'll play it straight. Yeah. I, bet it, I bet it goes away. I think you're probably right. That's what I bet. And here's one. that we. I'm tired of all these uh, shades of gray. Let's go <laughs> one we can both agree okay, on. Okay, go. Disney is raising prices yet again. And specifically on the passes that most Floridians get, the annual pass with right. the Florida resident discount. Right. You know, everybody around here in Central Florida, they love going to when they want to go. the Mouse House. But it seems to me like Disney is really, it's not, it's 20 bucks for a whole year that they're raising it. But they increased raise, 20 been, bucks. It, it's it a grand. It's $999. Yeah, right? Yes, exactly. And so they raised it 20 bucks, a bunch of these Florida residents. And they raised it like 76 bucks for folks who are out of state and get these annual passes. But, you know, it just starts to feel like after a while Disney is pricing out middle America. You know, you have to have a lot of money to go to the parks these days. And if especially, God forbid, I don't know how people come here, stay in the Grand Floridian for seven, ten days. I don't know what to do in the parks. How are they making that kind of money? And it's full. Every you go on the random Tuesday and it's packed. So yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, but they you know what? It's a business, and as long as people are coming, they're gonna keep raising prices. And they are the largest employer in Orange County. I do not want them to go away. I don't either. I want them to do very well. We don't want them to fall upon hard times. I see that it's just a lot of money and it has outpaced inflation. It does. It's yeah. not one of those things that, you know, 30 years ago they were making money and now they've had to increase the ticket prices mm-hmm. to keep up. Woe is them. Mm-mm. It's a lot for stockholders. And it's not like there's a ton of the high-paying jobs, you know. Oh, right. Disney has a lot of minimum wage jobs, though they have committed to get it up to 15 bucks an hour, which is uh, respectable. It is time to get a little less serious here, and let's do our Floridiot of the Week. Hit it. Show me, show me, show me. (laughs) And now, your Floridiot of the Week. This one's in honor of Valentine's Day. We have a real romantic here this week, Tom. So I'm going to tell you how this happened. So uh, police, this task force was looking for this guy who was wanted. Oh, we're already showing it on the screen. (laughs) They show up at this house and they find the guy in the attic. And then they notice a real strong smell of pot in the kitchen. And that's when they roll across this heart-shaped box. If you're only listening and you can't see this heart-shaped box, all of the holes that would normally normally be filled with delicious chocolates are all little baggies of marijuana 
Happy Valentine's Day, baby. Let's go get high. Nobody gets me higher than you, love. <laughs> I'm high on Hey, love. that's high good. <laughs> that was probably the card he gave her with this. Uh, I don't know if this was actually a gift to someone or this okay. was just a way to hide See, it. See, you know, I'm, I'm naive. Actually, I'm naive. I'm so naive about <laughs> weed. Uh, what, there are different colors in a way. Is that... Is that just the lighting, or does weed come into... I don't know. I like, know there are many different flavors and right. strains. I've heard that. So maybe some of them were like, you know, like some chocolates are raspberry, mm -hmm. other ones are coconut. <laughs> You've got like, you know, your... Panama Jack in the corner. <laughs> yeah. which, you know, Purple haze. Like, how nerdy am I? Panama Jack is the first thing that comes to me. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't think that's a weed, Tom. But <laughs> it's, not, it's not weed anymore? You got the two... Panama, I don't know. Was Panama that Jack? once? I th went in the 80s, the... In my high school, we had the freaks, freaks forever. You know, if you smoked cigarettes, you were a hood. And if you smoked pot, you were from like a different planet. <laughs> we were like, who are you people? And so, but that was in the 80s. Yeah. I, I understand now that my hometown is not quite like that anymore. <laughs> That's what I understand. Yeah. But um, they all wore the Panama red shirts or whatever it was. Wasn't that a, I thought that. Uh, I hey mean, man, you're asking the wrong square naive, about right, weed. Right, bump this on that. Yeah, we don't you, know. You and I, uh, we could actually tell, <laughs> we could answer those questions that politicians hate answering and we could do it right. honestly. It, we're we're going to be, it's going to be legal someday and we'll all be doing weed, but right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we're just a couple of squares sitting at a round table. So Chief Meteorologist Tom yes. Sorrells, uh, you have crazy weather certifications. You've taken us through many hurricanes. Uh, and I don't even know how many now. You've lost weird, count. Well, yeah, I, I would have to go back and figure how many do we have in this season, that season. Yeah, no. That's weird. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. All right. Yeah. Next time I'm on the fourth estate. You I'm almost gonna, call us floor idiots. The no. Florida, Florida's fourth estate. <laughs> I'm going to know exactly how I many hurricanes that. have I done since 2000. How many did I do in South Carolina? How many did I go cover from Ohio? We'll figure this out. Okay. That's a good stat. Uh, I do want to know that, and we should have that in a promo because it's a lot. Um, but I, I also want to talk about this whole yes. forecasting change. Okay. We're okay. talking about how the earth is warming. And I know a lot of, look, this is a political issue is what it's become mm -hmm. it's not I don't we don't care about that let's just say that right off the top Tom and I don't care who you vote for it doesn't matter to us what your political Could affiliation is we want to talk in facts here because really we ain't in Colorado okay this is Florida and if this this earth does heat and you want your grandkids or your great-grandkids to live in this state this state's going to be changing significantly in the next 50 years uh, you know next hundred years especially as the earth warms and those polar ice caps melt so Tom let's talk about uh, the changes we're expecting to see well, first let's talk about like the proof the evidence what are we seeing that allows us to know for sure that the earth is oh. warming uh, well okay there's I'm glad we're doing this endeavor first of all the forecasting mm -hmm. the change is a big deal for all the reasons you listed above it, 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 Florida has impacts coming um, for sure we know the globe is warmed a lot and we know this through carbon dating through the entire lifespan of the globe written history for mankind is only about 6,000 years mm -hmm. and then we think about the written history of our continent we've only been over here since the 1600s only in florida keeping records since about the 1800s and so comparatively speaking that's a nanosecond in time yeah but we do know that the release of carbon setting things on fire that release carbon in the atmosphere has accelerated the amount of carbon in the atmosphere faster than any glacial period melting or any volcanic period erupting so we don't truly know all the impacts, but our fear is we're releasing so much carbon so quickly that we're getting ahead of the game. The earth has cooled and warmed and cooled and warmed and cooled and warmed for millennia. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing now is that we're warming at a much more rapid rate 
a much faster pace, and it appears to be man-made because we're the ones burning the carbon. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so not the, natural. It's not natural. It's way ahead of the natural pace, like five or six, ten times the natural pace. Yeah. So with that said, impacts that we can expect, and I tend, if you ever watch us on TV, I hardly ever use the term global warming. Mm -hmm. I say, well, things are getting warmer. It's part of the global weirdness because it's not just a warming that the polar caps are going to melt. We're all going to be hot. It's going to be hot in Montana forever for the summer uh, on into winter. It's going to be weird impacts. You don't think about like inundation of rain, like heavy rainfall coming from the hurricanes. Not that the hurricanes get bigger. Our ocean's the same size. Mm -hmm. And so the track of the hurricane is probably the same. Might be a slight tick up in the intensity, but the amount of moisture that's in the hurricane the rain that comes out, that's weird. It's going to be flooding. It's going to be global rise of sea level. It's going to be inundation along our coast. People in Miami, like in Brickell, when it rains too much now, it's almost like New Orleans. Every time it's a big rain, you're starting to get flooding. Mm -hmm. Same thing in parts of like St. Augustine. A lot of flooding happens right now that didn't happen 30, 40 years ago because of just a tick up in sea level rise. So impacts from worse storms with more rain, more precipitation, longer dry periods too. It's going to be swinging back and forth to where not only do you have inundations of rain, you'll go for protracted periods of time in California with no water. So all of a sudden you have the worst fires in California history in the last year. Yeah. We really think that's probably driven by climate change. Mm -hmm. So yeah. those are your immediate impacts. Yeah, I, I've heard some crazy statistics about what a normal forest fire season was for California like 20 this years ago. Right. And compared to this, it was like a thousand times larger. More and larger. Australia. Yes, Australia as well. Who's Same ever thing. seen uh, wildfire get the size of Florida in our lifetime? Never in our lifetimes. And there again, the history, the written history of Australia mm -hmm. only goes back to like the 1700s, 1800s for us. You know, we don't know what it was like there in the 1400s or the 1200s. We didn't know. It was mm -hmm. Aboriginal occupied. Yeah. And now with man-made stuff there and industry changing and global weather patterns changing, suddenly the worst fires in history. For you, is it difficult to try to talk about in a forum? Because I know it is so politically mm -hmm. charged that when it you start now. saying these facts and these mm -hmm. figures, people start accusing you of right. being one way or the they other. They yell that fake news, you're wrong, what are you? And I'm like, no, you don't really know me. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't say that. I, I did. I say all the time, I didn't study political science, I studied physical science. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to politicize anything in the weather. I want you to watch me, and I know that you know that I'm from Tennessee, I love Florida, I've been here 20 years, I went to school at Ohio State in Western Kentucky. That's all I want you to know about me. Yeah. I, or you can know where I go to church, I don't mind that either. But um, I don't. People are like, hey, you're not supposed to vote. I, I don't care. Yeah. But um, I don't want you to know who I voted for, I don't, I don't want you to know that from TV. I want to stay in the middle. I want, I want people to be able to watch and get a good physical understanding of the science and not have to worry about politics. And it only became political in the last... 15 years or so. Let's talk about that because we were discussing mm -hmm. this before we came on air and, and you have a very <clears throat> uh, good history of this before I think most people started paying attention. This really started to be a thing with right. Republicans, oh, right? Yeah, the, Repu the party, the way it's broken down now, if you look at it politically speaking, yeah. um, Democrats own this, liberals own this, uh, I should go left, liberals own <laughs> this big issue, it's way over here on the left, uh -huh. you guys are crazy, blah, 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 and they're over here like, hey man, save the planet. And on the right, you got the Republicans going, look, that's a hoax, it's not true, and they can't meet in the middle. But the truth is, environmental issues were long owned by the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go all the way back to Teddy Roosevelt, he was a naturalist. I mean, if you go to the Na Museum of Natural History in New York City, that's Roosevelt. 
yeah. that's his thing. You walk in. I mean, you saw the movie Night at the Museum mm-hmm. with Teddy Roosevelt yeah, right, playing with Robin Williams. Yeah. That's him. That's Teddy Roosevelt's whole thing was the great outdoors and save the country, save the planet mm-hmm. ecology. And then coming into our lifetimes um, with President Reagan back in the 80s, we had this big problem with carbofluents to where we had the ozone hole. Do you ever remember that when you were of a child? Of course, yeah, the hairspray. You got to stop using the carbon, the yeah. CFS. You got to quit that. And some of the big business issues um, of the Republican side of the party in power at the time were like, hey, you know, it'll hurt big business. And Reagan's like, no, no, I have skin cancer. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so the Reagan administration was the driving force, and he was the top of it, leading uh, the U.S. charge right into the Montreal Protocol and the Toronto meetings in Canada where we did the whole thing to stop that. Mm-hmm. So the CFS went away, closed up to the hole, helped save the planet. That was a big, huge Republican victory. Yeah. And then subsequent to him, Bush one was a big environmentalist. Mm-hmm. And then all the way through the Clinton era, he was a big environmentalist trying to address issues with oil and whatnot. So it was not a political football yet. Yeah. And then John McCain's platform, uh, Bush two was a huge environmentalist as well. It was all about, even though he's an oil man, mm-hmm. you know, it was all about protecting relationships with oil producing nations and wasn't backing away off the oil production and burning of carbon. Sure. He was trying to figure a way to make engines go farther, do more with less mm-hmm. and try to save the While environment. While protecting natural parks and all, all that. that stuff. Yeah, yeah he was national a big, parks. all about that. And then when it came down between McCain and Obama. McCain's platform also included a lot of this, mm-hmm. a whole lot. His his platform could have been written by a today Democrat. But during the Obama administration, when we became very polarized, it became more of a political football. I really believe that's when it broke down. It's in the last 10, 12 years. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden you've got big divisions and people have tried to politicize it. I, I hope through forecasting change, we can help stop that. Yeah, I hope so, too. I, I hope, hope we I can, can just present, hey, this, these are the facts. Mm-hmm. This is not political. Vote for who you want. Figure out who you want to vote for. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But and, and it's I a question it. now as to whether this is possible for us to make changes and stop it at this point anyway. Either way, it appears that Florida is going to have to make adjustments. Absolutely. And I really believe... I'm, I still have faith and hope that someday Florida can be a leader in this mm-hmm. instead of letting other states take the reins and change everything. I'd like for us to have an open forum here in this state with the immediate impacts, with flooding in South Florida, inundation of Merritt Island, perhaps, or, you know, what's going on in St. Augustine. Let be red tide issues. It all goes back to the ecology. Yeah. Especially with the blue-green algae, oh my no state you could argue is impacted more than As ours much. by the warming of the climate. Last summer, I did the 4th of July week. Remember, we did the fireworks. Yeah. My family was on the Gulf Coast for vacation. We were so worried about red tide. It came up the week after we left. We're trying to make plans now, and we want to go back. Same place. Yeah. We loved it so much, and we're all like, yeah, same house. And Mitra looked at me and said, but we're going the week after the 4th. Do you think the red tide? And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we can't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an immediate consideration. It's a dice roll now. Right. You just don't know. And if I go and it's bad, I'll hate it forever. Yeah. What are you going to do? You, you can't, can't bail. I'm there. You can't even walk on the beach when there's red tide out. It's, right. It burns your eyes. It's terrible. True. And yeah, a lot of people say the implications of making changes would just devastate our economy. Others on the other side say, hey, if we don't make changes, we devastate. Imagine the worse. devastating effects on worse. our economy. In the Keys, there's a whole neighborhood where it would cost 
I think over $100 million to be able to bring it up to where this road can make it to these houses. And the Keys just says, hey, we don't have enough money to, to, do that. to be able to keep, uh, you know, making these roads higher and building this infrastructure for this certain little number of homes. You've built in the water. To, you're yeah. going to be inundated. Yeah. Hopefully, you didn't want to live near the water. Hopefully you're on those pylons, you know. You didn't want to live near the water. You want to live in the water. Now you do. Yeah. Now you get a boat in your driveway. God bless you. I hope, it, it, hope it lasts. Yeah. Um, the future is going to be weird in that we will have to spend money to battle this. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's kind of a, I heard a stat at the AMS conference where they're talking about America's true involvement and what division of our gross uh, domestic product GDP we put out in World War II to battle the scourge mm -hmm. of um, the other side. Yeah. And... It was something along the lines of 18% of GDP went to battle the fight. Wow, mm -hmm. yeah. And now with global change, climate change, nothing has been spent to battle the other side. Mm -hmm. Less than half of a percent of GDP. And we might have to pay the piper at some point. At some point. So, I mean, you're talking about nothing's going to battle it yet. Yeah. And so when you talk about $100 million, that's not much compared to our GDP. That's it true. certainly is an 18 percent. Mm -hmm. Certainly isn't. And we're going to have to be a leader in that. Yeah. And I don't know what you never know what's going on in China. And people always say, well, the Chinese aren't doing anything about it. Actually, I think they are. Yeah. We suspect they are. The solar farms they're building, the wind farms they're building and the way they're going. We think maybe they are. And we just don't know. Well, with them and their poor air quality and their they big cities, to. they have no choice but to change. Correct. And they're starting to realize that We think as they well. are, and we just don't know it. Yeah. Because they're secretive about everything. Yeah, you never know what they're doing Correct. over in China. Well, thank you so much for joining oh, sure. us here on this podcast. I, I love uh, all the facts and figures you can just bring up out of your head, especially when it comes to history. And I'm excited to watch us cover this and for you to kind of lead the charge in this coverage for our station. Thanks. I'm excited. And uh, I think it's going to be an initiative stuff, that I think people will will watch and get a vibe for and hopefully learn something and maybe become a little more educated about forecasting the change. Exactly. And don't happening. come in with any preconceived notions, you know, because uh, we, we just want you to listen to the facts and the figures. Right. And if you really want to change things, then you run for office because I will never be elected anything. What are you talking Promise about, you. Tom Sorrell? <laughs> you can get some votes. No, I was president of my high school class, and it, it broke me. That was it, bro. <laughs> when that was done, I was like, hey, you know what? I am never going to be elected president of any or to office ever again. So that's not my deal. I'm not trying to politicize anything. Yeah. I don't want to run for office. Mm -hmm. I want you to. Yeah, you, you run for office. You go save my planet. That's what I like saying. You fix it. You go save my We'll planet. just tell you what the problem is. <laughs> that's, what, that's what journalists do. We don't yes. want to fix it. We just want to tell you the problem. Right. Tom Sorrells, thank you so much. Sure. This has been another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. I'm Matt Austin. He's Tom Sorrells. We'll see you next week. Bye.